0: From Los Angeles, California, this is BurnCast, and I'm The Bomb. Uh, Hi there, everybody. This is The Bomb. Thanks for downloading this podcast. Before we get started in today's episode, I want to share the following announcement. BurnCast wants to hear from the community, so we invite you to send us your feedback, your comments, suggestions, your rants, your raves, anything bring it on. Send us an email at burncast at or by voicemail by dialing the burncast listener feedback line, which is 206-350-1416. That's area code 206-350-1416. And now for a public service announcement about Burning Flipside. Burning Flipside is a regional art and music festival inspired by Burning Man. It is the Texas Regional Burn, and according to XTC from Giggsville, she said that the tickets are going to go on sale in January and that there's going to be two tickets maximum per order and one order per person. 2,000 tickets will be made available. Burning Flipside takes place over Memorial Day weekend, which for next year is Thursday, May 24th through Monday, May 28th. The ticket price has not yet been determined, but it will not be higher than last year's price, which was $65. Based on the growth of demand in recent years, Burning Flipside believes that 2,000 tickets will be enough to meet the year's demand. However, If ticket demand greatly outstrips supply, the Burning Flipside LLC reserves the right to fill ticket orders for critical volunteers first in order to ensure that the safety and infrastructure needs of all participants are met. Everyone is expected to go through the mail order process, so if you need more information about Burning Flipside, go to their website, www.BurningFlipside.com. All right, let's go on with today's episode. In today's episode of Burn Cats, we go to the LADCon that took place on October 14th, 2006. We'll hear how some burners got their ply names and a little bit about the European burner scene. Finally, we'll learn from some people who have never been to Burning Man before and what their impressions are.
1: My original ply name was Robot and I got it because I've never been sick well, at least not in the past 15 years and I do things of the nature of 42... I, I went for a 42 mile run and people think it's ridiculous, they think I'm not human, they think I'm a robot so robot was logical and then I was named Spanky also by Arturo because I showed up at my first Burning Man with a slew of paddles to give away. I, ha- I make I make handmade wooden paddles and spanky and robot became spanky robot, which became skanky robot, which became skanky. I don't think I'm skanky, but you know, I suppose it depends on who you ask. And you're wearing a shirt that says giant robot. Well, people exaggerate a little. and uh, although I'd like to claim that I'm a giant robot, I suppose it's uh, it, it's all matter perspective. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. What's your fly name and how did you get? Can it? I give you?
2: Oh hi, I'm Shrine, and uh, I'm Am Shrine. <laughs> I got it because I was in a camp with three Brents, so there you go. I built Shrine, you know that.
0: My audience doesn't know
2: that. Oh well, hi, hi everybody.
3: My fly name is Deja Sue and my friend that brought me to Burning Man gave it to me and I think it's because I'm just traveling back to the past by being here. How so? How are you traveling back to the past? Um, I think Burning Man for me was a revelation in revisiting my youth in the sense that it brought me back to a beginner's mind. Were you able to integrate that now in, in your adult life? Absolutely. How? Um, I really believe that if you divide every moment into 10,000 pieces, it extends your life by making time to move slower. So in every single moment, if you're aware of 10,000 things that are going on around you, then life is fuller. So it actually slows time down so that you live longer. That's my theory. Isn't that kind of like in The Matrix? Oh, uh, well, yeah, but that's that's the Hollywood aspect. I'm, I'm talking about real life. <laughs> every moment, every moment time slows down. I even try and tell my friends and they look at me and they're like don't you think now that you're get?" because I'm actually 50, so they say don't you think that now that you're getting older, oh every year, every year it goes faster and faster. I'm like no, not for me because I just make every moment split into 10,000 moments and it slows time down. I'm enjoying every day. So what happens when they're what happens when it's
0: that time to trans, trans transit 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 over what
3: can you comment on that are you talking about the end yeah. Sorry. Um, Sorry. well yeah. I, I'm working on that okay. yeah I'm not sure what do you think maybe it's just split into a million pieces and spread out over the universe I don't know Big Bang maybe yeah. Yeah, and this is this is Shade. That's his playa name. I gave it. I gave it to him because he likes shade, and he built us a 40 by 40 foot structure on the playa to keep us nice and cool with walls and rooms. Shade, how did you construct this shade? Carefully. What kind of
0: materials did you use?
4: Oh, just a silver tarp, and it's a you know the carport with a flat roof, basically, two 20 by 40s that I put together, and staked it down. I read the website. If you read the website, you get all the information you need. A lot of wind, no problem. A lot of stakes. Nice.
5: My name is Toilet. I don't even know if it's my playa name. It's just sort of my moniker. It started out as a poem. I'm Toilet and your ass is mine. I'm Toilet and you're all just using me. I'm Toilet and you need me more than I need you. And then, I, and then every time someone called me Toilet, I laughed, so then it, got my, it
6: became my name.
0: Okay. And what's your playa name, and how the fuck did you get it?
6: Well, I'm proud to say it's not a playa name. It's Tommy Bigfinger, and I was Tommy Bigfinger before I even heard of the playa. But, uh, yeah, you know, anti-fashion mogul, porn star, fuck you, Bigfinger, you know?
3: <sighs> Thank you.
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: What is your blind name and how did you get it?
6: Fuzzy Bunny. And I got it um, when I was, I met a guy at uh, Space Cowboys Lounge, Space Lounge. And I just met this guy. We hit it off. We were totally having fun talking. and We went to the bar and he knew the bartender. And so he introduced me to the bartender and he just said, you know, like, Steve, this is Fuzzy Bunny. Fuzzy Bunny Steve. And he had, it wasn't my name or anything. He just kind of made it up on the spot and said it. And I was like... <laughs> Well, wow, that's a good name. Yeah, I'm good with that. And so it's just kind of stuck ever since then. Everybody's always kind of called me Fuzzy Bunny.
0: Were you dressed like a bunny?
6: Yeah, it yeah. was It was the first year I had the bunny suit, the white one. And uh, I, I love that it happened there and at that bar because one of my favorite all-time pictures from my very first year on the playa, it was 99, and I took a picture in that same exact bar. And to me, it was the epitome of what Burning Man is because there was all these people sitting at the bar and one was a big giant bunny and one was dressed like totally normal and one was dressed like some weird bug and one was dressed like some alien or something and it was just a completely perfect diverse group of people all just casually sitting next to each other at a bar and it was like no one was out of place and so it was just to me that was the epitome of what burning man is just all these random crazy people and they're all normal
0: and what's it like being a fuzzy bunny at at any uh, Burning Man event, what's it, what's it like?
6: It's awesome because it's a really great like wh- conversation starter. Total strangers will run up to me and like get a hug or will just start talking and so I'll, I meet hundreds and hundreds of Burners everywhere I go because everybody comes up to the big furry fluffy guy and wants to hug him. And after hugging them, I can like, sit there and talk to them, and you get to know them, and that's how I've like met so many people. And uh, you know, you know me—I've got friends in all all the different Burning Man communities. I go to them all and have friends everywhere, and it's all because of the bunny suit and the attention it gets.
0: Right on! Well, I'm glad to be your sister in Bearhood.
6: Yes, I love you, the bomb. You are the bomb.
0: I love you, fuzzy bunny. Mwah.
7: My playa name is Life, but I also go by Dionysus, since that was my gift last year to the Burners. Uh, the Pleasure Dome, which was the Temple of the Gods. What were we just talking about? Uh, we were talking about diversity and the diversity on the playa. And I want diversity on the playa, but at the same time I look at Burning Man as a gift community. So people have to um, be ready for it, right? So we can't force people into it, and so forcing diversity is not what we want. We want people to come and receive a gift, and when they're ready, they should be able to get that gift
0: maybe they need to know that that gift is for them exactly
7: so as we go out and we take burning man into our communities into the default world then we can present it to all people and we have to be unbiased in our presentation to different people because many of us are about homophily and we go out we find the people like us instead of just presenting it to people all people and that's the problem all right like the other day i was talking to a homeless person and i talked to him about burning man most people would think, oh no, I can't talk to, I don't want that kind of element. But that element is only here because the whole world is not burners. <laughs> right? So that's what I believe. All right.
0: Thank you very much.
8: <laughs> My name's Juicy. Woo-hoo! Hi. And uh, I was actually going through a bit of a health scare back in April. Um, My doctors thought that I had cancer and I started juicing, surprisingly. And uh, sticking broccoli and carrots and kale and all kinds of stuff in my juicer every morning. And uh, yeah, I got the nickname Juicy. I also tend to like Juicy Gossip and Juicy Couture and Juicy Stuff. But uh, yeah, that's how I got it, and it kind of stuck. People like it, it's fun. And uh, thankfully, a couple months later, they did surgery and they said, no more cancer. It's, it's gone, you healed yourself. Yoga, juice, and uh, positive thinking. You actually were diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, they, they said that, that I had it. And then they said, whoops, I don't think we can find it anymore. So, who knows? Um, some
0: people know my, my dad's terminally ill. He's in the hospital right now, and he has cancer. So I was telling him t- today, actually, I was saying, so I guess when people ask me what my ha- family health history is, I have to put down cancer. And he goes, well, yeah, I guess so, but your grandmother had cancer back in the 40s. And I go, really? And he, he goes, yeah, she had breast cancer. She was diagnosed and she read this thing where she had to eat grapes so she ate grapes for two months I go what kind of grapes? He goes those big fat grapes, those Concord grapes and when she went to see the doctor two months later it was gone
8: it's a crazy thing sometimes you can heal your body I'm not saying that there's some magic bullet out there and that everyone is able to cure these things but I do believe that it's possible I do believe that you can fix yourself through taking care of your body and thinking positively about it. I think it's a combination, and uh, that sometimes you just scare it off. And uh, yeah, we're blessed. We are blessed. And you know, I'm, so I'm in the hospital with them, and there's this City
0: of Hope pamphlet in front of them. And I look at it, and it says, hope is a choice. And having, you know, Bernie Man was it same last year, I'm like, yeah, hope is a choice,
8: but love is the means. I fully believe that love is the means. I, I agree. Um, love is the way. That's all there is. It's the reason we're here. Thanks. Okay, to
0: start with what your name is and where we're at.
9: Hi, this is Drunkenness and we're at LADCOM in Los Angeles, October 2006.
0: Drunken nurse, where are you from?
9: I'm from Dublin, but I've been in London for the past six years.
0: Why do they call you drunken nurse?
9: Um, I'm Irish, and I I like a drink, and I happen to also work as a nurse.
0: Are you ever drunk when you're nursing?
9: No. I do have to nurse while I'm drunk on the playa sometimes, but hey.
0: What did you do at Burning Man this year?
9: This year I spent the pre-event and post-event working for DPW, and then during the event me and some friends from Europe had a camp this year.
0: So you came a long way and you're still on your way back home, you're going through L.A.?
9: I'm going through L.A., and then Sydney, and then India, back to Europe for a couple of weeks, and then we've got our regional, and then back here for DPW. Which region? London's regional? Um, The European regional, it's called Nowhere. It's a small collection of about 140 last year burners, this is our third year, and a bunch of us just get together, have an event in Spain, similar ideals to Burning Man.
0: Okay, and you did this project at Nowhere this year, Um, you want to talk about that?
9: Yeah, we had um, NOPO this year, we did Nowhere Nowhere Post Office this year. It was a really good project, what we did was um, we tried to set up a postal service at Nowhere but because so many people who come to our regional event are first-timers from Europe, we, not everybody would have posts coming to them, so we basically outsourced. We got mail coming from all over the world, basically. Once people knew that people were getting their freak on, on a hill in Spain, we had people from Australia, New Zealand, Asia, America, all over Europe, sending mail to random burners, all with just positive messages.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say, what kind of messages were in there? Can you remember some of them?
9: Um, thanks for being freaky on the other side of the planet was pretty much a gist to most of them. Most people were just pretty pretty happy to realize that people were doing it in Europe. And um, there was a lot of personal messages to people. People who met people at Burning Man a couple of years ago wanted to send personal secret posts to people. We had a lot of posts from people who had previously lived in Europe and we just had a lot of mail from people who, just, who knew Burners were getting their groove on in Europe and wanted to say hey to them.
0: How many letters did you get?
9: About 350.
0: And how many people have attended the event?
9: This year was a third year. We had 140 people, so it's up from 70 last year.
0: So people basically got two, ma- two pieces of mail.
9: Yeah, everyone got mail. That was the aim. Every single no man, woman, or child goes without mail, and we didn't fail.
0: <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about the European Burning Man scene?
9: Um, in Europe, we've got about 350 people on our mailing list. A couple of them intermittently dip in, dip out. Usually they complain about the high volume of traffic. Other than that, we've got a core contingency of about 200 people who actively get involved. We've got London Decompression, which has been running for about 5-6 years now, which is a main focal gathering. Um, and LA Decompression, San Francisco Decompression are great. Their community put on this big party and everybody comes to it. London Decompression is more of a family gathering. Okay, so it's,
8: a little smaller, smaller street
9: it's No, no, we, we've got a small squad at our theatre, some friends of our own and um, we also tend to have more people fly in specifically for it so like I said all the Belgians, the Germans, the Spanish, the Swiss um, it's pretty much the first weekend in December is dude we're going to London.
0: Is there a fee involved?
9: Um it's about ten pounds which is about eighteen dollars $18 on the door but then that just tends to cover everything and we've got a bar which raises money for um, future Burning Man events in Europe and also for our European Burn inspired event. Nowhere.
0: What, what are future Burning Man events coming up in Europe?
9: In Europe, um, some of the French and Belgians have gotten together. They've got a gathering coming together in Paris. About 15 to 20 people are getting together to organize something there. The Zurich crew last year had their first event. They're getting some stuff together. Barcelona, um, an awful lot of the Spanish are highly tied in with our regional, but they're trying to get some um, fire art stuff going together. Uh, me and some other Irish burners are trying to get an event going there. It's basically just people connecting everywhere. Not so much events as yet, just an opportunity for people to stand up and say, hey, I'm here, let's do this. Let's do Every year we we run a camp and we tend to take an awful lot of orphans from Europe, people who want to come but don't know enough other people to get their stuff in gear. So we tend to organize a camp and get a lot of orphans from Europe over.
0: So it's it's multinational or multi-European, the camp?
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got... Um, Germans, who are fantastic people to burn with. German efficiency and Burning Man is on form, without a doubt. Belgians, um, Spanish, French, Swedish, Irish, English, Scottish. You name a country in Europe, we probably have somebody coming from there.
0: Wow, what's the name of this camp?
9: And we run Coyote's Cabaret Bar. So a bunch of us run a small cabaret bar within Avalon Village. One of the guys who runs our camp, his boyfriend, was formerly camped with Avalon. So, they look after us, they help us sort out all the stuff that we can't really manage coming from Europe.
0: Do you have anything to say to anybody overseas?
9: You guys are amazing. I'm really, really inspired. I come here and I see what the DPW do, I see what LA and San Francisco DCOMS do. What they do is amazing. What we do on a much smaller scale with no paid employees and very little experience is also just as amazing and I'm really proud to call you guys my friends.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you. What's your name? Mike. Mike. I understand you've never been to Burning Man. Is that true?
2: That's very true.
0: How did it? How is it that you ended up here at Los Angeles DCOM?
2: I was just told about it by a friend who has been to Burning Man and who knows people that know about this party tonight.
0: So is that how you learned about Burning Man? Is it through friends?
2: Uh, yeah, pretty much. I heard about Burning Man first from a song, read a little bit about it, found out that it was a big party. Then my friend, uh, I moved in with a roommate of mine and he told me all about it. What song? Burning Man. By your third eye blind.
7: Oh, okay. Like Burning okay. Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Okay, okay. yeah that's on. And
0: and what do you know about Burning Man?
2: I know that it's like this huge communal effort that happens in the desert and I know there's a there's pretty much anything and everything going on and I know that it's I know that it's quite an experience for most people. I, so I've heard. It's a great experience.
0: When do you think you're gonna go?
2: Next year probably, yeah.
0: Right on, good. Alright.
3: Good luck.
10: Full name? Matthew Thies.
0: Matthew. Have you ever been to Burning Man?
10: I have never been to Burning Man.
0: How did you find out about Decon?
10: I was enlisted by my accountant, who is a big avid burner. And he pulled me in. That's how I got here. I'm actually shuttling people back and forth from this uh, location to an after party and uh, pre-party stay place. Actually, a state house up in uh, Chatsworth. When did you first hear about Burning Man? When I met my accountant. <laughs> uh, 2003? Yeah. 2002. It's been four years and you haven't been to Burning Man yet. I know, because I'm I'm kind of lame. Ah, you're not lame. I'm lame. I was married at the time. I didn't have any balls yet. I took the red pill in 2003, woke up, and I'm sort of just coming into my own, so. Do
0: you think you'll ever go to Burning Man? I think so. Do you think you know when that might be?
10: Well, I guess it's going to be when I'm ready.
0: (laughs) What do you know about Burning Man? I mean, what do you think it's about?
10: Alright, I'm going to get a little weird on you here But I think it's about love It's not weird Alright, so I'm being spiritually uh, cheesy And I say it's about love That's what I think it's about It's about freedom of spirit and will It's about um, people Sorry It's about people coming into their own And and not giving a fuck what anyone else thinks That's what I like about it I'm sort of an anarchist Sort of an anarchist (laughs) Exactly No, I love it Everyone's really free And they're their own person here I love that no charades. Well, I hope you come to Burning Man next year, and I get—I hope
0: you get to experience everything you think it is, and more.
10: Amen to Baham.
0: with Susie and Tony and Susie how many times have you been to Burning Man zero actually and Tony how many have you been how many times have you been to Burning Man
5: three times
0: okay so we've got a veteran and a virgin here today how did you find out about Burning Man well,
4: I've heard about it through, actually, the Raver community at first, but then when I met Tony, he told me all about his adventures and experiences at Black Rock City, and then I actually got involved with Machina Condeo, and well learning learning all new, meeting all new veterans there as well, so just learning <laughs> from everyone. <laughs> How long have you heard about Burning Man? I'd say it'd be about... 4 years now. I've heard about it and only the past 6 months that I feel like I've really been getting involved into the scene. What's the scene? What do you mean? As far as meeting other fire performers and other people who are into the different performing arts and visual arts and stuff and expressing themselves and just the community <laughs> itself it's very uh, open, warm and welcoming. Well, uh, cool. do you think you'll be going to Burning Man next year? next year you'll definitely see me there. I wanted to go this year but I couldn't make it out there unfortunately but next year. What do you think Burning Man's all about? Being expressive, being uh, open and open-minded and understanding to just learn and experience basically. Great, I can't wait to see you out there. Now, I want to hear you've
0: been
5: going to Burning Man for three years. How did you first find out about Burning Man? Um, I first found out about Burning Man, I'd say it was probably like in 1996, and I had a friend who had gone, d- didn't know anything about it at all. Was just invited to go to this, you uh, know, as he knew an arts festival out in the desert. So he told me about it, um, and you know, I, I went in 1999 for the first time, and oh yeah, I mean it was a life-changing experience. So. And how did it change your life? Well. You know, you never know what to expect, but when you're there, you really experience true community and it, it, it makes it easier. I mean, especially for people, if, if you're, you're kind of uh, afraid to share yourself or be open about yourself, um, it's very conducive, the atmosphere, just the, you know, community, the way that the you know, majority of the people are and just, I mean, when you get there, it's such a sense of freedom. And you know, the truth is, is I know sometimes it, it may seem overwhelming, but the truth is, is you know, Burning Man and what you experience is always what you bring with you, and so that's why every experience every year is different, and for each person, it will always be different. And you know, part of the great, for me, the, the enjoyment of it, and some of the. Great uh, aspects about it is sharing your own adventures and your own time with other people from what they experience in Black Rock City. I mean, from even you know your own fellow campers to just you know everyone you meet out in the playa and just around you know the different camps. So,
0: what years have you been at Burning Man? I went
5: in 99, 2000, uh, and 2002 was that yeah that's right in 2002 actually you know i think i'm no that's right i went four times because i went one time it rained three times in the sun so obviously remember the sun times more um so 2003 was my last time there but i'm definitely planning on going again this coming year uh the time in fact the times in between that i didn't go i was actually out of the country traveling so i go whenever i really can last year was the first time that i was you know still here and had to uh you know experience, or I guess not experience, Black Rock City uh, being so close yet so extremely far away.
0: And in the times you've been going to Burning Man, have you noticed any changes? You know,
5: I don't, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because again, it, it, I guess based on the experiences that you have, I mean I, I haven't noticed any, you know, I, I guess it would be more, I mean there seems to be more of a growth, but at the same time uh, you know, I, I guess, you know, with the experiences I've had, I haven't really had anything negative. It's always been just so different that I mean, you could I guess argue that there's there's always changes, you know. So I mean that's kind of a tricky question. But yeah, so that's you know, for me I mean it's always different and it I, I, I can't ever imagine repeating the same experience, so Okay, great. Well I look forward to seeing you on the playa. And I
0: look forward to seeing you again on the playa. Yeah,
5: definitely. Yeah, you too. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Thanks to you.
4: Thank you.
2: My name's Jerome and I'm from just outside of Boulder, Colorado. My head is up full of magic, baby, and I can share this with you. I wish I could stop, switch off the clock, and make it all happen for you. I'm alive. Uh-huh, so alive. I'm alive. Uh-huh, so alive. How long have you been going to Burning Man? I've actually never been. I need to go. It just hasn't happened yet. This was also the first year I went to the Rainbow Gathering.
0: How did you find out about DCOM?
2: Uh, A friend of mine who invited me to the Rainbow Gathering told me about it. She couldn't make it tonight. I think she was busy with something. But I'm out here visiting her and doing some business. And, uh, yeah. (laughs)
0: When do you think you'll go to Burning Man?
2: Well, I always say next year.
0: And it's never happened
2: Six years of saying next year Maybe seven now But uh, yeah um, I pray next year
0: How did you find out about Burning Road?
2: Wow Um, Talked to a guy at a party uh, About alternative uh, Culture gatherings um, Back when I was in North Carolina um, In 99 Yeah and every year since then, I've been like, God, I fucking get to Burning Man. But I, I just, also Jazz Fest in New Orleans is another thing I used to say that about, and going to Israel as well, and um, I pray to have time to get to all these wonderful things in my life. You
0: know, you got to make the time.
2: It's true, it's true. That's why I came out here, because, um, you know, the business things fell into place after, but I came out here to spend time with somebody, and you gotta, you got to do it while you're alive, right? Uh-huh, So alive. <laughs> Thank, you very much.
7: Thank you very much.
0: You have been listening to Burncast, a podcast spreading the flames about the art, culture, and community of Burning Man. For more information, please visit our website, www.burncast.net. To contact us, please call our listener feedback line at 206 350 1416. Or drop us an email at burncast at gmail.com. A very special thanks to Lecter of nospectators.com for hosting these podcasts.